This is Womanhood. Welcome to Womanhood, a podcast created to empower and give voice to all women's experiences, which are typically stigmatized and silenced in society. I'm your host, Mimi Healy. Welcome to Womanhood. Today, I'm speaking with the brilliant Sierra Melker. Sierra is an international speaker, educator, and author. Sierra's most recently released book is titled How Change Really Happens, Unexpected Tools of Transformation, which re-examines how change really happens by shifting one's attitude and mindset, by identifying false narratives, growing within uncomfortable situations, and adjusting your reality to create positive change. Sierra is the creator of Integral Women, a mentoring service in which Sierra leads these amazing women's circles, which are created to empower and uplift women to be real, vulnerable, and to gain the confidence to see that she has all the answers within and the capacity to actualize her desires. Sierra is the creator and host of the podcast Integral Women Soundbites, which shares insights and wisdom from women around the world, all in the time it takes to drink a cup of coffee. She is a mentor, an educator, a doula, an author, a podcaster, a mom, and a true integral woman, also a renaissance woman. She really does it all. I'm so excited and inspired by the work that she is doing, and I'm so happy to have her on the Womanhood podcast today. traveling the world as an international educator, and now I live in Colombia, South America. Awesome. So what does being an integral woman mean to you? That's a great question. Um, And it goes back to actually, when I was trying to figure out how to name what it was I was trying to create, I, I sort of scoured my mind and the dictionary and I was like what is this the, the the name of something is so important because it creates its free own reality right mm-hmm. um, and I love this word integral because it has a couple of different meanings and, a, and it's the root of the word integrity um, and it has to do with being whole and and being whole to one's self is like really aware of all of our different parts, really being connected to all of our different parts, you know, not just our lightness, but our darkness as well. And, you know, there's space for all expressions of self. But I like integral also because it's the individual and women then are integral to the whole, 
of society and the planet and on the so there's the micro and the macro um, aspect of integral women so women are connected with themselves they are what i call attuned to the inner authority which means they know who they are they know what they want and they have the courage to go after it um, with no guarantee that they'll get it but the courage to try anyway Mm -hmm. and i like this term authority again because the root of the word authority really is author and we all have this capacity and power to craft and create our own lives but i don't think we all know that and by not knowing that we're writing our own story we're writing a different story we're writing the story that we're not capable that we're not powerful that our stories don't matter that we're not important but when we know when we're attuned to the inner authority, I am the author of my own life. I am writing a story that I can be proud of, that I enjoy, um, that fulfills me. If we're looking at our own lives and our choices and even the words that come out of our own mouth as, as vital and potent, then what we're telling about who we are and what we're about drastically changes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I think that's so beautiful what you said about the authority and the root of that being author. You know, I think it goes back to just so many women and girls that I've talked to just saying, oh, well, my experience isn't interesting or my experience isn't uh, worth talking about and just that we're all the authors of our own lives and our own experiences and how we talk about that is exactly so it's vital exactly yes um if, and we're right the thing is whatever we say about ourselves and our lives and the world we're right okay if we say my story doesn't matter then we've just made that true mm-hmm. if we say who i am and i have nothing to contribute or you know somebody else is more important then it's true You might hear some dominoes because Sarah's daughter is joining us in the background. Yeah. Um, So going back to what you said about courage as well, uh, how do you define courage as a woman? And from leading so many of these women's circles as you have, how would you say, you know, not only for yourself, how do you define courage, but seeing other women and being surrounded by women and uh how would you how would you define courage in that way i love that question um so courage is is trying something without guarantee of success or again trying without guarantee of the result that you're going after right because if if we're defining success as just i did what I said I was going to do and what I said I was going to do was try, then you're successful, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So courage, it depends on how courage manifests depends on what it is that you're, you're trying to be courageous about. Uh, For example, the greatest examples of courage that I've experienced and, and, observed are around actually just being ourselves 
figuring out who that really is and then trying to be that instead of being you know the acceptable external interpretation of who we're trying to be really really being who we are with all the bumps and the bruises and the imperfection and the messy bits it's courageous to be your full self it's courageous to be an integral woman to be all of yourself and not just the acceptable parts Mm -hmm. and and so there's courage just in the being and then there's courage once i think once we can be courageous in that regard then being courageous and going after the things that we desire or um, standing up for the things that we believe in are are just another expression of being ourselves whereas Mm -hmm. If we're not ourselves, then courage feels even further away. Um, definitely. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I think, too, uh, something that you're touching on is just vulnerability as a woman. And, um, you know, I, I wonder kind of what that means, what that might look like, like your your feelings and opinions around being vulnerable as a woman. I think women so often struggle with being vulnerable and open because in society it's not as encouraged. Um, and it's been really dangerous. Mm-hmm. And there's some legitimate reasons why. Um, and, and vulnerability, like just blatant vulnerability, I don't even encourage. Mm-hmm. Um, Brene Brown, who's, you know, the champion of vulnerability, doesn't encourage that either you know she doesn't say just go be vulnerable anytime any place with anybody that's Mm -hmm. that's it is still dangerous emotionally and physically to go do that but vulnerable in in a safe container in a safe space with people you trust and if you yourself are someone you trust i think that so much of the work that i do starts with that is that like we're not even a safe container for ourselves that you know the the strictest judgment and the harshest criticism of us comes from within Mm. and so there's not even safety within ourselves that we're safer sometimes with groups of people who love us because they hold us in higher regard than we hold ourselves which Mm. plays into what you're talking about earlier is if if a woman tells a story that she doesn't count, that her story has nothing to contribute, that's diminishing her own value and her own safe space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so vulnerability has so many different layers and capacities, and we have to be willing to be imperfect to, mm-hmm. to make space for all of ourselves and then to go into the spaces that are less comfortable that's Mm -hmm. vulnerability is full of discomfort so what are some key lessons that you've learned from the women's circles that you've led so in the writing of this book that I've just published um I I condensed a lot of the lessons um and and one of them that shows up in a couple of different ways in the book is is what we're talking about already is like the greatest expert for anyone 
is themselves. Once they're tuned in, the person who knows whatever question you're asking is you. You know the answer. The answer is inside, but we have been practicing not listening to ourselves. We've been practicing silencing ourselves, editing our own story, editing and removing our own value. So we don't see and we don't recognize how intrinsically wise we are about ourselves. Um, and so in this circle space, what we get to do is we get to listen to ourselves and listen to other women who are listening to themselves, which both cues us into the wisdom that they're uncovering for themselves, which resonates in us, but also it just enhances and strengthens our ability. The, the safe container of a women's circle is an incredible space because one of the things, so I hear very often is, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one, right? The things mm -hmm. that we're most vulnerable about, the things that we're most sensitive to, we hide from others. And in a sense, we hide them from ourselves. But in a space where we're really sharing openly with one another and reconnecting with ourselves, then we see these commonalities that are really universal. Um, I was like, oh, I've been hiding this thing but everyone has this thing. They've all been hiding it. We've all been hiding exactly the same things. And when we see this universality, this connectivity, we're like, oh, this isn't so bad. Um, I had made it out to be so much worse mm -hmm. because we are writing the stories and we can tell the story that this was a terrible thing or this is a totally normal thing. Whatever the thing is, the judgments we place around it, the story we put it in, sort of the context that we hold each of our perceptions of ourselves mm -hmm. is a story. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Going back to what you were saying with connecting with oneself, like how would you recommend that women or just people go about strengthening that connection with yourself and exploring mm. that deeper? So a couple of different aspects should be established together. One is a safe space. And like I said earlier, the safe space among other people who are doing similar work is incredible because it really amplifies the experience and it can accelerate the process because there's sort of a, a momentum, like a cumulative momentum that we're, if several of us or all of us are working on the same thing that we're sort of carried along um, and pulled into this group gravitational check-in with ourselves. Um, so in group, it's great to be surrounded by other people. If you're surrounded by people who are like, no thanks, I don't want to go to that place within myself, mm -hmm. then then that's that's the energy. Um, so if you can surround yourself, and that surround yourself can be like one other person. It doesn't have to be a group. So either an accountability buddy, you know, somebody that you can just check in with on a regular basis and, and do this, this work together, this play together, mm -hmm. um, or a larger group that has a focus of it is definitely always helpful. Um, but that safe space within also is allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to, to explore and make space for yourself, all of yourself, whatever is there to discover. Um, journaling is a really powerful I mean, it's so simple and it's so powerful as a way to communicate with oneself mm -hmm. we 
are in our minds all the time, but we're not always aware of our minds all the time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the handwritten journaling is really powerful because it gets us in our bodies a little bit. Um, it crosses parts of the brain. It makes what's in our heads tangible on the page. Once it becomes a word, you're, like you can see it. You can also burn it. You can tear it up. You can flush it down the toilet. And it's almost like a, a digestive cleansing process as well. It's a realization, but also a decompressing process, which is super powerful. Um, mm-hmm. And there's one technique that I often encourage folks to do who are trying to to talk to parts of their cells or access parts of their cells that they don't always access. Or if you're trying to have like a, a conversation or ask a question, you write the question with your dominant hand and then you put the pen or pencil into your non-dominant hand and write. And it's oh. it's like a communication process with your subconscious or with your inner child or with, because it's literally your other hand, which accesses the other part of your, your consciousness. And it, it can be incredible. So that's just a really simple and potent way to dialogue with yourself. Again, if if we're believing all the things that I've said, and I believe them, um, <laughs> we have the answers within. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to access them all the time because we're, we've actually been silencing our intuition, resisting the messaging from our physical bodies and from our, our subconscious. We've been trained and we have trained ourselves to silence the voice, but it's still there. We just need to open up the passages and, and access that insight um, by by starting to listen, mm-hmm. and and this technique with the the non dominant hand is a, a pretty quick sort of hack into yeah. into the subconscious. So one thing that I am curious about with your experience as a mother and as a doula, which I saw on your Instagram. Um, yes, ma'am. So kind of. The, what you were just saying about going back to your kind of subconscious or inner child, um, you know, birth being such an integral part of being a woman and the ability to reproduce, how have you seen through your experience as a doula and just yourself as a mother, like, that come out in the birthing process? It is my pregnancy and my birth process, um, my becoming a mother that I feel like I actually gave birth to myself as a woman. It was where I learned that I was powerful, capable. I was, I, I learned the, the amazing, unbelievable capacity of my physical body to make another creature who is now scooting across the floor in a couple of boxes, (laughs) Um, but also my capacity, not just the capacity, like my body made her, that wasn't a conscious choice on my part. Right. Mm -hmm. That was, that was something cosmic and other. And then the process of birth, I, I had a natural birth. I, I elected to have the full experience of, the pain and the transformation and and that because I wanted to know Mm. and I didn't want to outsource like my empowerment process um, by letting someone else do it for me and Mm. so I really learned about who I was and how 
how powerful each of us is. Mm. Um, and so when I attend a birth, and it's not being a doula and the, the actual birth process isn't a major part of the work that I do, but I was even reflecting on it this morning, thinking every woman alive and every girl alive should witness a birth. It's mm -hmm. how girls used you. We all used to just be part of this process. We were all essentially nurse midwives because we all communally had to support one another through this process. And now it's something that we don't get to know about. Um, and it's mysterious and it's secretive and we're not told that we're powerful. We are mm -hmm. not told that we can do this. And the fear around being incapable has overwhelmed so many women. Um, but the birthing process is, is such an empowering process. It's, it cannot be um, underestimated. Mm. It's linked to menstruation, mm. right? We, if we knew, all of us knew and respected and appreciated and honored menstruation, if that were taught to us and practiced by us, then our relationship with pregnancy and our relationship with birth would also be transformed. They, they are integrally connected, like, because menstruation is that every month invitation for creation. Mm. Um, it is a super energetic and potent and powerful experience that we all get to have, and yet that we all medicate, numb, silence, and disconnect from. Mm -hmm. It is, it's a monthly superpower to revisit a statistic that I mentioned on our last episode of uh, Womanhood and PCOS, about 26% of the population are of reproductive age, and this means that more than 800 million people menstruate daily. So that's a lot of power. That's a lot of superpower that a lot of people are feeling, and we should embrace and respect and uplift that menstruation power well thank you so much sierra this has been so wonderful to talk thanks for the invitation sierra's book how change really happens unexpected tools of transformation can be found on amazon or wherever you find your books and sierra is also featured in a new book called empire moms which is featuring women from all around the world who are moms and business owners and it gives wisdom insight and inspiration from these phenomenal women it's also on amazon and can be purchased for just one dollar check it out today find sierra through instagram at integral women mentoring and attend a woman's circle if you'd like they're inspiring they're uplifting and especially in this time they're extremely grounding and helpful through all this chaos in the world thank you to everyone for listening see you in two weeks was produced and edited by Mimi Healy, with editing by Drew Mayberry and original sound design by Matthew Peary.